You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head. And a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country. A villain big and bold. Trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm your boy Q on what is a victory Monday. That's right, a victory Monday. Haven't had too many of those to talk about this season, but yes, indeed, the Raiders pick up their second win of the season with a 23-21 win over the Cardinals. The defense made some plays. Garyon Conley came up with a big interception early. Carl Joseph had another interception. Mo Hurst had the only Raiders sack of the day. He continues to shine as a rookie. Definitely like what I've seen from Mo Hurst. Again, uh, talked about it multiple times about how he was a fifth-round steal. Still believe that Mo Hurst was a fifth-round steal, and he's playing some good ball, so big ups to him. Larry Fitzgerald, this is very important. Larry Fitzgerald did not get the eight catches he needed to break Jerry Rice's career catch record. He did not get it. He did not. I'm so happy he didn't, and I know that's probably me being petty, but whatever. Let me get my petty on. He only had two catches on the day, so great job job by the Raiders secondary and defense to not let that happen end up on the wrong side of history again something I talked about in pretty good length on Friday on Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast uh, so very very uh, pretty excited fired up the fact that the, the Raiders picked up a victory not saying that it's you know the end all be all and all of a sudden this team is all that but I'll tell you man I was at a sports bar watching the game and I know I'm kind of getting sidetracked here a little bit but I was at the sports bar watching the game and you know everyone in there knows I'm a Raiders fan and you know there was a Bronco fan in there watching his game and there's some other folks and I'm just minding my business watching the game chilling you know not not trying to be that guy be that obnoxious fan in the corner or whatever like that so I'm sitting at the bar having a couple drinks watching the game and you know there's a guy oh Mike I talked about him before on this podcast my guy Mike he showed up and he was you know pulling for the Raiders as well he's a Raider and 49er fan long story uh, actually it's funny because me and Mike have been to a lot of the same places he's from Vegas he lives in Texas he spent time in Fresno I mean it's like he almost I don't know it's almost like he mirrored me but anyway really cool cool dude he's watching the game he's rooting for the Raiders and you know it, it's pretty cool you know we're seeing the, the the ebb and flow of the game we're kind of watching everything oh man that was a missed opportunity or oh that was a good player whatever like that finally out of nowhere some cat across the bar with a damn porn stash all of a sudden gets all excited and starts making some noise I said man what game are you watching over there I'm watching the Cardinals Raider game I said who are you rooting for you see my shirt? And he starts flashing his shirt, and it was a Cardinal shirt. But he'd been sitting there the whole game with his mouth quiet, not saying nothing, not letting it be known that he was a low-key fan, and he was trying to low-key it up, and then all of a sudden he wanted to start talking trash at the end. So it was even better. It was even better when the Raiders came back and won on that, that field goal uh, at the very end because then I made some noise. Because at first I wasn't going to be that guy. But then I started uh, you know, pounding on the table a little bit. Let's go! That's all you heard. And my man Big Ed from the uh, sports bar I was at was like, hey, everything cool? So yeah, everything's cool, man. I said, I just had to let that Cardinal fan know what time it was. And yeah, he put his head down on the on the bar table. He had another beer and then he bounced. I, I, I dismissed him straight out the bar. Kick rocks, homeboy. 
I'll try to be no low-key fan, then all of a sudden start talking trash at the very end. Anyway, I had to give you that little side story. So that was uh, that was my Sunday. That's how I watched the game. Really enjoyed that moment. But, you know, the Raiders did really well in the run game. 33 carries, 152 yards between Jalen Richard, Doug Martin, and DeAndre Washington. Really like what I saw from all three of those guys. And I know I give Doug Martin a bad time, but... He was running hard and, and effective, you know, got a little banged up at the end. Jalen Rashard talked about him a lot on Friday. That dude's just been playing, man. He's been busting his tail all season long, not mad at him at all. And DeAndre Washington, you know, saw a little something-something from him as well. Would have loved for him to have been able to punch in that, that touchdown at the end. Uh, you know, when he was down there at the goal line, wasn't able to get it in. They had to settle for three, but uh, it just didn't happen. The, the red zone woes continue for the Raiders, but ultimately came out on top 23-21 over the Cardinals. Wide receiver by committee. Now it's even going to be a more of a committee. Brandon LaFell, that's probably the biggest loss of the game. He's lost for the season with a torn Achilles. That's a very tough injury, especially to, to try to bounce back from. But it's a tough injury for the Raiders to, to kind of the pill to swallow because he looked like he was becoming Derek Carr's go-to guy. And, I mean, I know he's not some guy that's going to be around for four or five years, but he looked like a guy that Derek Carr was getting really, really comfortable with. So it's unfortunate that he takes that L and he's he's basically done for the season. And it's late in the season, so who knows who knows what what's you know what the result will be in 2019. It's going to affect the beginning of a season, that's for sure, because an Achilles injury is not easy to come back for, that's for sure. Uh, Marcel Aitman, four catches, 50 yards, had a big catch down the stretch to help set up that game-winning field goal. Not a bad start for the rookie, and I, I made a big deal about it on Friday that he's a seventh-round guy. Remember, he's a seventh-round guy, so I said do not get super high expectations. And look, I'm still not super high expectations, but it was a good start. It really was a good start. Four catches for 50 yards. Had a little bit of chemistry with Carr in, in the preseason, but that's the preseason, so you never know how it's going to carry over to the regular season. But he did a good job. He really did. And, and again, when he was at Oklahoma State, he was behind James Washington. You know, James Washington was a second-round stud. The Steelers are, are still benefiting from him. So he was behind a guy like that. So it, it could be – you could see how he could be lost in the shuffle, but he did have pro, good production at Oklahoma State. So maybe Marcel Aitman could turn into something special for the Raiders down the line. He's pretty fired up. He was pretty fired up when he was talking to reporters afterwards, talking about they're going to get this thing right in Oakland. So uh, I like what I heard from Marcel Aitman. I like what I saw from him. Again, seventh-round draft pick, if he could turn that into somebody and, and really be a real-deal player for the Raiders, that's a huge steal, just like Mo Hurst was a huge steal in the fifth round. Now, I know you guys are probably thinking, why? How come you haven't talked about Derek Carr? I wanted to save him for last. <laughs> I just wanted to save him for last because he's a guy we talk about the most. And, you know, there's moments on Sunday you saw and you thought, what was that? What are you doing? You know, back-to-back timeouts? You know that's a penalty. You know you can't do that. That was all bad. You know, but then there was other moments where you're like, man, that's the Derek Carr that, that I'm used to seeing. And, you know, he, he had a couple passes that I even looked at my buddy Mike and was like, who was he throwing to? Who was he throwing to? You know, I was getting frustrated at times with him. But when push came to shove, when the game was on the line at the very end of the game, guess who showed up? D.C. Showed up with a another career game-winning drive for him. And, I mean, he's done that multiple times over his career. That's something that we cannot take away from him at all. Cannot take away that at all. He's come up with multiple game-winning drives in his career so far. So you got to give him that. He put them the team in a good position to to win that game at the end with that last drive with no timeouts. I mean, you got to give him a lot of credit for that. Like I said earlier, big completion to Marcel Aitman. I, I was pretty impressed with that pass. It was probably the best pass I've seen from Derek Carr all season long. Just dropped it in a bucket to Aitman. It was a really good pass and a great catch by by Marcel as well. Uh, also, he had a little bit of his own history on Sunday with his two touchdown passes that he had. He actually moved into third place all time in Raiders franchise history with 115 career touchdown passes. Only the Snake and Daryl LaMonica, that's right, the Mad Bomber, have more 
career touchdown passes than Derek Carr. Ultimately, numbers weren't great. 19 for 31, 192 yards, two touchdowns, but no interceptions. That was, that was special. That was special and that was important. No interceptions. And before I move into segment number two, the best thing I saw from the whole day, not only the win, loved the win. I was definitely rooting for the win. I'm not one of those fans that was rooting for a loss. That's just silly. The best thing I saw from the game on Sunday, and I know you know where I'm going with this, Raider Nation, was the return of Chucky. He finally came out. Not sure where he's been hiding the last nine or ten weeks, but it was great to see him arrive and finally show something on the sideline, light a little bit of fire under Derek Carr, rip into him for not being on point. And that's what Derek Carr needs. That's why I thought the John Gruden hire was such a good move because that's what we were going to see. We were going to see a guy hold players, hold Derek, hold the whole team, hold coaches accountable for their actions like he did when he was the coach of the Raiders the first time. We wanted to see that fire. Hadn't seen it all year. I know my man Vader Raider had called a couple times and said, where's the fire? Where's the fire? I was so glad to finally see Chucky come out and get into Derek Carr. You know, what are you doing? Throwing his hands in the air. And that's what I wanted to see. That's what we saw between Chucky and, and Rich Gannon back in the day. We used to see that all the time. And then it would make what? It'd make Rich Gannon go out there and play better. The minute I saw that at the sports bar, I t- turned to my buddy Mike and said, Mike, now, now Chucky's arrived. Now Derek Carr is going to play better. He's going to step his game up because now Chucky's starting to light him up. And well, ultimately the Raiders won the game. And uh, I just hope for the Raiders to get this thing turned around. And I'm not talking about this season and go on a long run and try to make the playoffs. I'm talking about just the long term. For them to get this thing turned around, they're going to need to 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 have more Chucky. We're going to need to see more Chucky on the sideline. Just like we saw in Sunday's game against the Cardinals. That is what I want to see. That is the guy that Mark Davis signed to a 10-year, $100 million contract or whatever it is. That is the guy I was expecting to see 10 weeks ago. I don't know what took so long. Maybe he had to feel out his way. I don't know. I don't even care. As long as he's here now and he's here to stay, that is a plus. That will be a positive for the Raiders moving forward. So I'm very, very excited about that. So uh, coming up in segment number two, you've heard my thoughts on the game on Sunday. Segment number two, you're going to hear your thoughts, Raider Nation's thoughts. And what I'm going to do is I'm not even going to really speak on it. I'm just going to try to squeeze in as many calls as possible because I still have calls that I have from Friday that I want to squeeze into segment number three. And, well, we all know we work with the time limit around here, so uh don't want to get myself in trouble. So I'm going to let you do all the talking in segment number two and then segment number three you're going to get into the calls that i have from friday and i'll speak on those so that's coming up next right here on the locked on raiders podcast before i get into that though i want to tell you about my bookie you know ever since i started this podcast people have always been asking me for advice usually it's the team to bet on for the week and i really don't know that's just the truth i don't know who's gonna win if you think you know though you gotta check out my bookie remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with that's why i always tell people to bet with my book me trust me they are the best bet this season. They've been in the business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is very, very easy to use. You lay down some cash and you'll win big today. I'm telling you, I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for your fantasy guys out there, and I know there's a ton of you, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each and every game. So join now. My bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate the offer. Again, that's LOCKEDON25, all one word, all capitals. Visit my bookie online today. That's my bookie, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON25 when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
Every day. All right, here it is, Raider Nation. Going to jump right into segment number two. Calls from the Locked On Raider podcast. You know the number, 707-654-4693. Your thoughts, your concerns, anything you want to say regarding the game on Sunday, the 23-21 victory over the Cardinals, giving the Raiders the second win of the season. It's your time to shine right now. Again, 707-654-4693. Going to kick things off with my man Joe and KC. Hugh, man, it's your boy Joe out here in KC, man. We just got the dub, man. I'm, man, I'm feeling good, feeling good, feeling great. Uh, I wanted to call in and, uh, hit in on like that question that you asked last week about, uh, who do we want to have, uh, next year? And man, as frustrating as Derek Carr, uh, makes me sometimes, man, I would, I would say I want to keep him. I want to keep him, um, because I feel like, uh, if he sticks with Gruden, that we might be able to make something happen. I don't want to bring in a rookie. Gruden doesn't like rookies. And I don't feel comfortable with any type of veteran that could be available. So I'm going to go ahead and stick it out with Carl. I believe in him. And one big thing that I think will really make me feel a lot more comfortable, and I've seen this morning that the Broncos are considering bringing back Gary Kubiak as their OC. If they were to do that, I would love if we can bring back Bill Musgrave. Um, I felt like we shouldn't have ever let him go. I thought we let him go because uh, Del Rio was really uh, worried that uh, Musgrave was a better coach and that eventually we would have made him our head coach. But uh, in a way, uh, going into next year, um, nothing against uh, Olsen, but I think that Musgrave has a really good understanding of what uh, Derek Carr can do. And, I mean, he basically had him playing at an MVP level. So I would love if we can bring him back if there was a way to have him and um, and Gruden and Gruden to kind of you know control the whole team and maybe still play the you know uh, call the plays and everything, but run the plays through Musgrave. Musgrave kind of you know have all of Carr's best plays in a package and then Gruden just calls them. Like that would be fantastic. Um, yeah, so like that's really how I look at it. Also, man, I love that we got Marcel Aitman out uh, today. He made a couple plays. Um, for some reason, man, I just always liked him. Thought he did a really good job at uh, Oklahoma State. Glad he was able to be a big part of this win today, man. Feeling good, man. It's good to have this, you know, going into the holiday, man. Ready to show out. Uh, just win, baby. Good stuff right there from my dude Joe and KC. It's always good to hear from him. One guy I referenced earlier in the show, Vader Raider. He's in the 303. What's up, Q? Vader Raider in the 303. I'm sure everybody's going to be calling in tonight because the Silver and Black have won a football game. Well, it was a hard-fought game, a little frustrating. You know, the defense played pretty good. Derek Carr played pretty good. All in all, you know, I'm not going to be one of those, you know, negative Nancys that says, oh, we lost draft position today because, you know, win's a win. And, you know, you like seeing them win no matter what. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I still, you know, think that Derek Carr in critical situations is not the answer. I mean, I just still wasn't impressed with his play today. And uh, I'm sure everybody else in the nation feels the same. I mean, he's just, you know, Defense played better overall outside of the David Johnson runs, but then again, David Johnson is a pretty good player, so you can only keep him down so long. But anyway, Q, good win yesterday. Good to see, or tonight, I should say, a good win tonight. Hey, you know what? It is what it is. You know, Raider Nation, enjoy it. At least this week, we don't have to deal with a loss. We'll be talking about a rare win. Raider Raider. Out. Good stuff from my man Vader Raider. Always good to hear from you, brother. Let's keep this thing pushing right now. Dave, he's in South Carolina. 
Hey, what's going on, Q? Uh, I'm calling after the game. Um, that that was that was a fun game to watch. Um, maybe not to maybe other people, but I enjoyed it. Um, before I uh, give my thoughts on the game, I think we need to temper our ex- uh, expectations. Um, I know that was a win, but it was a really sloppy win. Um, we were still a bad team, and we were playing another bad team. So, yeah, that's that. Um, but overall, you know how we've been talking about, you know, we haven't seen Chucky, we haven't seen Chucky, but we saw it today. And, man, that lit me up. When I saw it, John Gruden and Derek Carr getting into it, man, man, that lit me up. I was like, yes. And um, Derek Carr obviously had his struggles, but he honestly, he, he played better, you know. I, I, I don't know. I just I felt more confident with, when Derek Carr was playing um, this game than all the other games. Um, honestly, I think uh, we all need to apologize to uh, Doug Martin. He's playing pretty well. Um, he's not like a power back, you know. He's not going to punch through somebody like Marshawn Lynch. But overall, he's still playing pretty well. DeAndre Hopkins got into it, um, and Jalen Richard, they played pretty well. Um, so our running game was going today. It was going. Um, it's, I hope Brandon LaFell is okay. Uh, he, yeah, he, uh, it just, he, he's going to be pretty important moving forward. Um, shoot, uh, our defense was swarming to the ball. Um, our defense has had its issues, but we've got, we got sacks today. We got two touchdowns. Or was it three? I don't know. I, I honestly, I can't think right now, but I just, we, we got sacks today, we got pressure, even though the Cardinals' offensive line isn't exactly great either. But still, P.J. Hall actually showed some stuff. Um, missed tackles were the big thing. Those just sucked. But overall, man, our defense was swarming to the ball. Two interceptions, Garyon Conley, Carl Joseph got some, got some time in there. Man, I'm, I just, it just, it's good to get a win. It's good to get a win. I, it really is. We're 2-8, and eight, but still. At least I'm just it's it's good it feels good so uh, yeah thanks to you it's Dave from South Carolina by the way I don't, I don't know if I said that good stuff right there Dave definitely appreciate that now my dude he's always got a uh, something going on my man's always a little bit of emotional dude I'm not mad at him at all let's go to WAP what's up Q it's WAP this is great game I'm glad they won but here's the honest to God truth this team sucks and everybody on it is made of eggshells. Very few people besides Carr, because he's getting clobbered every single day. Every single game he goes out there, he's getting clobbered, taking gnarly assets. I give it to him. This isn't for him. That offensive line sucks. Osemele needs to go. He's garbage. He's not playing very well. And it's the scheme, whatever. I don't know. Just get him off of there. I'm just sick and tired of seeing him. This whole team really sucks and I just the win is great and all but it's it's not good. I mean everywhere. We probably lost Brandon Lafell, looked like he blew his Achilles or whatever. It's you know, good for that. But just this it's just injuries everywhere. It's ridiculous. Does anyone take vitamins? Do they drink milk? I mean, are they taking the Flintstones? What in the world is going on? This team is just filled with baby back B words. I just, it's unbelievable the amount of just injuries that happen. It's, 
they they hike the ball and all of a sudden someone gets injured. It's just unbelievable. I don't like it, and I I just I can't wait until next year when this whole team just gets scrapped and they bring in some better people. I'm just sick of watching it. Just ah, it's awful. Wop out. All right, appreciate that. Wop, good stuff, good stuff. And my man Forrest in Phoenix going to round out segment number two. Yo, Q, it's your boy Forrest out here in Phoenix, feeling good on this victory Monday. I just, you know, I know people are, are wanting us to lose and, you know, go for the first pick, but I just want Raider Nation to know to, to just enjoy the victory because we're not going to have too many this year. Uh, and shout-out to, to Mario out there that went to the game. I was also at the game. I was trying to link up with him beforehand, but I'm just glad he was able to, to witness the victory in person. I uh, hope everybody enjoys their week. Raider Nation. Peace. All right, good stuff right there. So Joe and KC, Vader Raider in the 303, Dave in South Carolina, my man Wap and Forrest in Phoenix. Appreciate those calls. And please believe, going to have a lot more calls that have to do with the game throughout the week. Not just going to have them today, you're going to have them throughout the week. But I just wanted to make sure I got some of those in. Uh, like I said, great calls right there. Coming up in segment number three, I'm going to actually go back. I'm going to rewind. I'm going to go to Friday's edition of the Locked on Raiders podcast and uh, take some of the calls that I received on Friday afternoon. And, uh, you know, just want to address some of those calls because I got some really good stuff and I don't want to ignore any of those calls. So coming up in segment number three, you're going to actually hear calls from the Locked On Raider podcast, but these are from Friday. That's coming up next. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, welcome back. We are in segment number three of the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm your boy Q on Twitter at all times, at your boy Q254. Like I told you earlier in segment number one and segment number two, I was going to run back some calls that I actually got Friday, Friday after Friday's episode had already been put out there and uploaded and all that good stuff and uh, had some really good stuff, had some really good uh, calls that I want to share with you. Three really good calls, Henry and Modesto, Victor and Callie and my man PE in North Carolina. So I wanted to get these calls on because I thought they were really good. So start off with my man Henry he's actually in Modesto thank you it's your boy Henry in Modesto just listened to you on uh, black hole banter just wanted to give you some respect for saying everything that most of us in Raider Nation feel uh, but there's one thing I wanted to point out that you said that we aren't the Raiders bosses but in a way we are every time we buy a hat or a jacket or a ticket to the game, and we deserve to have them be held accountable to us. Me, P.E., you, my brother James in Kansas City, Vader Raider, we pay their salaries, and we we deserve to to see that they care as much as we do, and and we just don't see it. Anyway, love the podcast. and I'll call back later. Thank you. All right, so Henry was talking about what I said on the Black Hole Banter about the team giving back to the fan base and showing some love to the guys that have always supported them. And uh, when I mean guys, I mean the whole fan base in general, not just people that, you know, talk about them or, or do blogs and all that other good stuff. I'm talking about the whole fan base in general. So I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about all of us. It was about a two-minute, 30-second rant that I went on. And uh, I've said it before on the podcast. I know I've talked about it before on the Lockdown Raiders podcast, but this was just something that stood out to Henry. And I think that my man, P.E., he actually 
uh, spoke on it last week as well that he thought it was a pretty good little rant and that he appreciated me saying it. So just in case, I don't want anybody to be left in the dark and not know what's really going on, what we're talking about. It's this rant right here I said at the end of the last Black Hole Banter podcast that uh, me and James Arcelana did at Raiders Reporter on Twitter, if you don't know already. Here it is right here. It's about two minutes and 30 seconds, but this was my rant uh, just about the fan base and the team and, and getting some love back. While I'm being honest... I'm 42. James, you've talked about your age before. Look, we are guys that have been following this team and been doing whatever we can for this team and supporting this team as fans. Forget guys that are doing podcasts. Forget about guys that are doing blogs. Forget about guys that are putting up websites. We've been following this fan, this, this team as a fan base and Raider Nation has as well. Anyone who listens to this podcast, anyone who reads any of the blogs, all been following the team, love the team, and what has it what has it given back? How much has it reciprocated? You know what I mean? Like honestly, you know how they say relationships where it's only one person contributing and the other person doesn't is unhealthy? This is an unhealthy relationship because no we're not getting any kind of love back. When are we getting love back? I'm 42 years old, James. The last time the Raiders won a Super Bowl, I was six. And I know I've gone on this rant before. I was six years old. The only other time they've been to the Super Bowl, they got smoked. So that wasn't fun. Yeah, the season was fun building up to it, but it didn't shake out that way. 2016 was fun, but we all know how that ended. And that's really it. I could point out like four or five seasons in the whole time that I've been alive, 42 years, that I really, really enjoyed. And... Yet we get up, we get ready, we put on our gear, we root for our team, even though we kind of know what the outcome is, and we still do it. So if there's some negativity in my voice, I think I've earned it. I think I've earned the right to be a little bit down. I think you've been, you've earned the right to pound on the table a little bit and, and demand something better. Because if we if it was a relationship with our, our spouses, our wife, and we weren't getting any love back and we just keep coming to the table showing all the love, at some point we're gonna say, alright, I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough. Let's move on. I'll take that scallywag in the corner for a hundred, please. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what it is. At some point, you kind of just want to move on and just go find a scallywag walking down the block and say, you know what? How about tonight? Cool. Let's do it. I don't need a relationship. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, don't think of it as negative. It's just like, I've earned the right to be frustrated and upset. I've been there through everything. As much as I can, for as long as I've been alive, I've been through everything. And... Well, you know, I'd like to see a little love back. I, I, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to, to to be initiated. You know, you come initiate the love right this time instead of me. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. Show a little love back. That's it. So there it is right there. Nothing too major. Nothing earth shattering. Like I said, I said it before on this podcast. It's not me complaining about being a fan or I want you to have pity on me for being a fan of this team. Just explaining when you hear someone call mad at the team or frustrated, there's a reason behind it. And it's not just me or anyone else just being super negative. It's just being as honest as possible. And that's all we could really do is just be as honest. And that's all I'm going to always do is be as honest and, and tell you exactly what's on my mind. Like I said, I think my man P actually had uh, checked in earlier in the week and said he had heard that as well and really appreciated it. So I thought, you know what, just so nobody doesn't know what I'm talking about or know what they're talking about, this is what it is. So uh, thank you, Henry, for that call. Keep things pushing right now, my man Victor and Cali. Thank you, Victor from Cali. Hey, I wanted to respond to your question regarding Derek Carr. What would you do? I don't think we should do a damn thing until we fix that offensive line, give him pass protection, and give him some weapons. I don't care what quarterback you put back there. 
I don't care if you put Rogers back there. If if that offensive line is a sieve, he's not going to be able to do anything. It's a little unfair right now to judge Carr. I know it's been five years, and uh, we don't have a lot to uh, look back on other than one great year. Uh, but I, I, I strongly disagree with dumping him and believing that we're going to draft somebody or bring somebody else's cast off in with this line and this lack of talent. We don't have one damn pro bowler on the whole team except maybe Rodney Hudson. Not one. They're, they're voting right now for pro bowlers. You watch. No one except maybe Hudson will be going from the Raiders. That's just abysmal. Can't blame Carr for all that. Can't blame Carr for Gruden's stupid play calling that he's been doing and the over-conservative nature of his calling. Can't blame him for that. I don't care what quarterback you put back there. It's not going to improve unless you fix the problem. The problem is the offensive line. The problem is he doesn't have any targets to throw That's all I got. Thanks. All right, so he responded to the conversation I was having about Derek Carr on Friday's show. And uh, I don't want you thinking I'm trying to get rid of Carr. Uh, like I said on Friday's show, it's the best interest. It's in the best interest of the team for Carr to be the guy moving forward. The only reason it's really a subject is because there's so many guys, so many folks nationally that have different opinions on the situation. And, uh, you know, so I believe it's still a question, a, a legit question, not one that's just, you know, people talking about this and just throwing something against the wall and hoping it sticks. I mean, it's a legit, real deal conversation. You know, every single time I have someone on the radio show and I ask them about the Raiders or I ask about Derek Carr, I feel like I get a different opinion. And a lot of these guys have been covering in the league for 40, 50, 60 years, you know, from John McClain to Benjamin Albright to John Lunyard that I had on the show before. I mean, there's a lot of different guys that I've had on the show and I brought it to the podcast and they all have different opinions. And of course, the fan base still has different opinions. And so, you know, with the Raiders having so many draft picks coming up in the next few years, you know, that that is a legit real deal question of what are they going to do? And I don't think any of us can for sure say this is exactly what's going to happen. This is exactly what's going to happen because I, for one, didn't believe that Khalil Mack would ever be traded. I, for one, didn't believe Amari Cooper was going to be traded until he was. You know what I'm saying? So we don't have any idea what John Gruden and company are going to be doing. Matter of fact, we don't even know who's going to be calling the shots as far as the draft and all that good stuff goes. Victor has some really good thoughts right there. Uh, you know, and, and again, Victor and anyone else who might think so, I had a couple people on Twitter hit me up and be like, it's not a subject, it's a dead subject, you know, let it go. And it's not me not letting it go. And it's not me trying to not let it go or trying to move on from Derek Carr. It's just a legit, real deal conversation. So Victor has some real great thoughts on his call. A lot of it's about the stuff that's around Derek Carr. And I can uh, totally understand that. So appreciate your call, Victor. It's always good to hear from you. And uh, anyone else who chimes in on the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. And rounding out segment number three today is my man P.E. in North Carolina. Hey, what's up, Q? P.E. from North Carolina. I just want to share something with you right quick. Um, you were talking about the upcoming game and the historical nature of you know Larry Fitzgerald, what he's trying to do. I was watching Jeopardy with my family a couple of weeks back, and they had a uh, a football uh, block on there. And believe it or not, man, two of the answers that were in that football trivia block were directly related to the Raiders. I, I think one of them was um, was was about the Holy Roller game back in the seventies, and the other was about when Brett Favre's dad died and, you know, he had a historical performance against the Raiders. And uh, my wife was like, wow, I mean, I didn't know y'all were, you know, so relevant. And so, you know, I had to go on and explain to her, you know, about the history and all that. But besides from that, as Raider fans, man, we have the most named games out of any other franchise, I believe, 
You know, we got the tuck rule, immaculate reception, holy roller, slice of blue, the index card. I mean, we got all these games named, you know, after us, basically. And uh, I think that just goes to show, man, to how historic our franchise is. And the fact that we came out on the losing end of most of those games, I think, says that I definitely, definitely believe in the NFL conspiracy that the officials got something and the league has something against the Raiders. And I'll go to my grave believing that. And uh, anyway, I just wanted to share that with you, man. And shout out to Mario in Tucson, man. Um, wear your Khalil Mack jersey, brother. I still wear mine, and every time I wear it, I get a complete stranger coming up to me wanting to talk about that trade. And then I end up having to defend the team because I can't let an outsider call my team stupid. So I got to defend the team against, you know, an outsider. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, I hope we win Sunday. Peace out, Raider Nation. So P.E. had a great call about the Raiders and how they kept popping up as Jeopardy answers. Thought that was kind of cool. And all that had to do with me talking about uh, being on the wrong end of historical games. And, and I was talking about Larry Fitzgerald and his eight catches he had to, had to get to have a record amount of catches with one organization. And we all know what the results of that was. So there you go. Uh, P.E. said he believes that the NFL has an end for the Raiders as a result of some of the most historical games in NFL history, like the Tuck Rule and many others. And I'm not going to lie. He said he's going to go to his grave believing that. I'm going to go to my grave believing that. I've always believed that and it always goes back to Al Davis and him doing whatever he wanted to when he was the owner and suing the league like he did as many times as he wanted to do and basically giving the middle finger to the league as early and often as possible and uh, you know again I also think that's the reason why Mark Davis tries to play nice with the league he's trying to move on from the Al Davis Raiders and the you know he's just trying to get that that shadow that dark shadow that dark cloud that may be illuminated over his head he's trying to move on from that and so I think that that's a, a major reason on why he is trying to play nice with the league if you remember if they had been approved for that Carson State Stadium, he wasn't even going to bring the, the Al Davis torch with him. He was going to leave that thing in Oakland. Like, you can't do that. I mean, they're taking it to Vegas, but that was something that they were going to do since they were sharing that stadium. They're going to be sharing that stadium with uh, with the Chargers. Yeah, he was he was going to actually leave that torch behind. So I think that, that, again, has to do with playing nice with the league. He also gives away home games every year for international games, games in London, games in Mexico, whatever. That's, again, playing nice with the league. That That's all that that has to do with as far as I'm concerned. But great, great call, P.E., and I'm glad you were able to educate your wife on some things. Uh, give us a little bit of Raider history right there. So uh, appreciate all the calls. Appreciate all the feedback. And uh, as always, Raider Nation, till next time, just win, baby.